Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, Mike. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Uh, a community-acquired pneumonia poem that you found uh, this month from the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, just by way of background, to remind listeners that community-acquired pneumonia is an acute infection. It is uh, one that involves the uh, lung parenchyma. It has to take place in a person who's acquired the infection in the community as opposed to a hospital, which would make it a nosocomial infection. Infections can be due to a bacteria, either atypical or typical, or, or viruses. X-ray, uh, in this case, is usually uh, an early step in establishing the diagnosis, particularly if the person clinically has things like fever, shortness of breath, cough, uh, sputum production, and the like. Once a diagnosis is made, a decision needs to be made as to whether you're going to hospitalize the patient or you're going to treat them uh, at home. And th there are some really good decision tools that are available for making uh, that decision. Once they're admitted or uh, treated at home, uh, the backbone of treatment is usually a beta-lactam. This uh, targets uh, most strains of strep pneumonia. Some people, some groups advocate also adding a macrolide or doxycycline to the beta-lactam to, to target the, uh, the atypicals. Now, respiratory viruses, things like influenza, parainfluenza, RSV, are the most commonly detected viral causes of community-acquired pneumonia, and they can occur both with a bacterial uh, infection or independently. There are different recommendations as to the role of steroid treatment in community-acquired pneumonia. In theory, the rationale for steroids is to reduce the inflammatory response to pneumonia, which uh, in theory may uh, reduce progression to lung injury, ARDS, and, and perhaps even mortality. That brings us to the poem you picked for this week. It was published, as I said, in the New England Journal. For those that want to follow along, it starts on page 1931. The study is a government-funded randomized controlled trial. It attempts to answer the clinical question, for patients with severe community-acquired pneumonia, does hydrocortisone improve outcomes? Mark, is this something that we should be using routinely now? Well, in the right patients, uh, potentially, yes. So this was a, and the, there's another virus that caused a lot of pneumonia in the last three years too, SARS-CoV-2. Right. <laughs> we don't want to forget that. And yeah, there've been previous randomized trials of systemic steroids for community-acquired pneumonia or CAP, and they've found reductions in length of stay. Most have not shown any improvement in mortality. They've also been kind of limited in terms of the size of the study or whether they were able to mask the investigators and so on. So this study, 31 French hospitals, 795 adults, they were all in the ICU for severe community-acquired pneumonia. This was defined as either needing mechanical ventilation or high-flow oxygenation or having a pneumonia severity index greater than 130, which is the highest category for severity. So patients with sepsis were excluded. In addition to standard therapy for CAP, patients were randomized to either IV hydrocortisone, 200 milligrams a day for four to seven days. And the duration was uh, based on the judgment of the medical team. 
And then that was followed by a taper for a total of eight to 14 days of steroids. The median time from ICU admission to hydrocortisone infusion was only 15 hours, so they were able to get it going pretty quickly. Uh, the average age of the groups was 67, about a little over two-thirds were men, and about a third had comorbid uh, chronic lung disease. So all-cause mortality was significantly lower in the hydrocortisone group at 28 days, 6.1% versus 11.9%, so almost uh, cut in half, number needed to treat of 17. At 90 days, there was a similar reduction in all-cause mortality, 9.3 versus 14.7%. Again, NNT of about 18, so a large reduction in all-cause mortality. In those patients who weren't initially mechanically ventilated, fewer patients in the treatment group, the steroid group, later needed mechanical ventilation. The NNT there was nine. There weren't any significant differences in other hospital-acquired infections. Patients who used insulin, not surprisingly, needed about 15 more units per day to maintain blood sugar control. So bottom line, the study found a clear mortality benefit for IV hydrocortisone in patients with severe CAP without any really worrisome <clears throat> adverse effects or increased infections. Um, there were, have been other studies that have shown um, a reduction in mortality, again, primarily in patients with more severe pneumonia. This is a, a randomized controlled trial. As you said, it's limited to people that had severe uh, community-acquired pneumonia. But at least for that group, uh, is this a game changer? Is there any reason not to use IV hydrocortisone? I would. I think it should become the standard of care for this group of patients. I think what we need now is large, well-designed studies in um, patients with, let's say, moderately severe pneumonia, um, pneumonia severity index of, let's say, two or three, which is the group that we're primarily dealing with in, in primary care. And are, is there a benefit for those patients as well? Very, uh, very interesting. Thanks, Mark. I will talk with you again in a week. Yes, we will. That's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. Please join us again next week for another medical poem.